my mom would always tells me a story about my first birthday. We got here a couple months, two months before I turned one. And she wanted to get me a birthday cake for my first birthday, obviously. They couldn't afford a cake at that time, even the, you know, the mix for it. And so they waited until December, which was when they had enough money to buy me the batter to make the cake. So they celebrated my first birthday in December instead of October. Welcome to My First Day. I'm Andrew Bracken. After a long stint in the Iraqi army, fighting in the near-decade-long Iran-Iraq war, and as minority Chaldean Christians, Adil Naum knew he and his family needed to get out of the country. So during a brief opening of the Iraqi border, Adil and his wife Suhaila got a visa to Greece, and so began their journey. In the fall of 1992, after more than two years waiting in Greece, with little money and a toddler and new baby in tow, they finally arrived at their destination, San Diego, California, USA. Here's the Naum family story of... My first day. My first day. We are a, a group of uh, refugees who came all together. Then my sister-in-law, she was uh, waiting for us in the airport. She picked up from the airport. When I arrived here, my kids were sick. They have diarrhea and vomiting. We don't have any insurance. We don't have any, like, helping. And we stay, nobody, like, I can't take him to the doctor. The first day and second, the whole week it was, like, sick. Because the weather, I don't know how, because the weather changed, because something is different. My sister gave me Aptobismo. I don't know. She told me, give it to them, both of them. <laughs> I give it them. God help a lot. It's work. Thank God, it's work. <laughs> because Tampere, what are we going to do? My sister was really busy with her husband. She doesn't have time, just we see her at night. For all day long, they're working together, family business, so they don't have time to us to a lot of things to do, you know what I mean? But they help much they can. Just me and my wife, we stay in her house with the kid. <laughs> we just say, okay, this is a food in the refrigerator. You just want to do whatever you like. So we do nothing. I mean, we don't have nobody talk to him. <laughs> nobody meet nobody. We just uh, inside the house and we can't go out because I thought, where are we going to go? I mean. Then she need milk. I bring milk for her. They told me first year you have to like to stay with one kind of milk. I bring for the whole, like, she has two more months left to be one year when we arrived here. Thank God I had with me milk. That's most important. <laughs> we live with my sister for the first about two months. Uh, it's hard. We arrived here, we don't have anything. We don't have money with us. And we don't have something to live. I, I don't know. Even I don't know how they buy diaper for her. Or is a small thing. It's really hard. It's really hard. Like a lot of refugees, Adil had trouble finding work after arriving. To make matters worse, the Naums arrived during the recession in the early 1990s, when jobs were even tougher to come by. It was hard in the beginning because I say, I'm going to live in this country, I don't know nothing about it. 
my English is not very perfect. I work part-time in a liquor store. There's no job in that time. It was very hard. The economy was very bad. And he hired me just part-time. I believe three, four days, only a week. For three, four, hours. three, four hours a day. Was and I was walk. Then uh, we got hold up in the liquor store. So I'm lucky I wasn't there. My boss, he got hurt, he got shot. And I left before they came to rob him. Well, what was kind of hard in the beginning, but little by little, God helped us by finding a job, then by working, rent an apartment, you know. So after a while, then I got car, salvage car. I still remember the Mazda, $323,500, Then uh, I have a customer, he's coming all the time shopping from liquor store. One time I asked him because every time he driving new cars, uh, have good clothes, have gold, and watch, and I told him, what are you doing? He said, I'm a barber. I said, what? He said, yeah, I'm a barber. I said, well, I'm a barber too. He said, you are a barber, you work in the store. I said, what I can do? I don't know nothing about it. I'm new here. I don't know how to go to school, how to get a license. So he told me, don't worry about it. I'll help you out. Then I said, okay, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to make a living. I have a family. I have two kids. I got another job. I work at night. So I have to go to school from 8 o'clock till 5 o'clock. From 5 o'clock, I go all the way to the work and liquor store close to the power somewhere. I stay like that, like about nine, ten months. Then I got, I got a test. I didn't pass the first reading test because for the language. So after the second time, so I read a lot. And my wife, she helped me always take care of the kid while I'm studying. So I passed the test, and thank God, and I started working with myself. So when I got my license, that means I have my job in my hand. So I can't work anywhere, you know. I got license, anybody can hire me. So I said, okay, now I'm going to get, I'm good now. 15, 15 years, I'm still working at the same barbershop in 15 years. Now a criminal lawyer in San Diego, Mary Nayum was only a baby on that first day she came with her parents. Though she obviously doesn't remember that day, she does reflect on what it was like to grow up with parents who may not always see things exactly the same way as other kids' parents. We lived a really good life growing up. We didn't know how hard my dad worked to get us to what we had. I mean, we were surely blessed and humble about it, but I didn't know exactly what it took for them to get us here, to get us everything that we had. I remember kind of growing up like in the school system, and my parents not really knowing much about what happened. So when someone sent you to detention, they didn't know what that meant. And then whenever they wanted to take a field trip, my mom would be very like, instead of, you know, the parents that just quickly sign, you know, yeah, you're going on a field trip. My mom would question like, what field trip is this? Why are they taking you? Yeah, because back home they never took field trips. And if they did, it was for, you know, you were either in trouble or they needed to they were very skeptical of the government because it was ruled by Saddam. So they're here thinking, like, why is the school system taking them on a field trip when it's just so innocent? Um, they didn't know that. And now growing up, she knows how things work around here. So, 
My mom would, always tells me a story about my first birthday. We got here a couple months, two months before I turned one. And she wanted to get me a birthday cake for my first birthday, obviously. They couldn't afford a cake at that time, even the, you know, the mix for it. And so they waited until December, which was when they had enough money to buy me the batter to make the cake. So they celebrated my first birthday in December instead of October. It just gives us that much more of like an insight into like how my mom never forgot that she didn't get me a cake and she knew she always wanted to. So she still did it, even though it was a little bit late. But now seeing my nephew grow up, you know, his first birthday we went, we celebrated very largely called the whole family, did a humongous party. And knowing that like we are now able to give him that because of what my parents went through. He never complained, he never say anything. He always work hard. He always, like silent, doesn't say anything. He always happy. So you never had a moment where you were like, why did we come here? No, never. no, I never feel that way. Yeah. And do you ever think about returning to Iraq? This is our country now. Yes. And we are happy we are here. And uh, we got all my family here, my kid area is here. Everybody here, everybody citizen, everybody working, everybody paying taxes. So thank God, it's everybody happy. So uh, I don't have to go back again. Thanks for listening. If you haven't done so yet, we hope you'll subscribe to the show and even give us a review if you can. You can also find us online at kpbs.org slash myfirstday. If you have a first day story you'd like to share, we'd love to hear it. You can reach us at 619-363-5032 or by email at myfirstdaystories at gmail.com. I'm Andrew Bracken. Music by Chris Curtis. Support for this program comes from the KPBS Explore Local Content Fund, supporting new ideas and programs for San Diego. From KPBS, Melanie Drogseth is programming coordinator, Nate John is innovation specialist, Jill Linder is programming manager, and John Decker is director of programming. See you next time. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team, Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I.